Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the Journey to Truth show. Now with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening. But the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body, and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home, and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you. Hey, you're listening to the Journey to Truth podcast. Tonight, we're joined by Nicole Frolic. Actually, Nicole was recommended to us by a few people, so we decided to reach out and check out her channel, and uh, she's doing some really interesting work. I'll go ahead and read her bio real quick just to give you guys an idea of what she does and who she is. Uh, Nicole Frolic is an inspirational speaker, intuitive life coach, host of the Enlighten Up podcast, creator of self-transformative program, Alchemy, creator of her vulnerability series called Raw and Real, which I love, by the way, and the author of Inflexible Me, Expanding Past the Inflexible Barriers of the Body, Mind, and Soul. Sorry if I butchered that a little bit, but oh well. No problem. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to the show. How's, how's it going over there? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I put out a post today that's kind of getting some... Uh some resistance, uh, which I'm all, I'm all, I'm all, I'm okay with, <laughs> but, uh, it's always interesting. Um, how, how are you guys doing with like the, the social media and, um, I think I've lost count of how many, uh, posts get fact checked on Facebook now every single day. It's like, it's insane. Yeah, it's like a million every day. Yeah. But yeah, obviously there's always resistance. There's always backlash. That's all part of this. We've talked about it so many times and it, that's all part of the process though. You just have to really learn how to take the punches. And take, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, I think we certainly didn't come here to be silent. So yes. <laughs> using the voice is an important tool in um, all in, and not just, not just standing up for like your own self and your own empowerment, but also creating the reality we all want, like this new earth, this 5D reality. 5D reality is based on truth. If we're not speaking our truth, if we're not speaking from a place of truth, then we're kind of not contributing to that timeline. So I just kind of want to do my part in contributing to the timeline I'd like to see us all experience, at least me personally. Uh, and for me, speaking up a little bit every now and then is part of that yeah exactly yeah i mean you, well said yeah absolutely that's part of it you know we you have to put yourself out there really that's how we grow too you know it's just all part of the, the transformational process 
which I just wanted to give you a chance before we get started, just tell people about what you do actually for the people who might not know and uh, just like your intuitive life coaching and, and the Enlighten Up podcast and your book. You can run through it briefly. I know it's a lot. So, Yeah, I, I'm an intuitive life coach. I kind of have been doing it for decades uh, only because I started off as a massage therapist uh, and I realized in my early 20s, I was giving people tons of life advice while they were on the table. Uh, and I realized it's just something I, people gravitated towards me to, for answers. And so I tried, I decided to kind of make it official. So I'm um, doing intuitive life coaching. I do tarot readings, uh, which I love. Sometimes I've incorporated into my coaching. Uh, I have my alchemy program, which is a subscription-based program monthly um, that people can join in. And I help through the group, um, take everyone through all of the kind of alchemical processes we go through in this life to become like that higher version. It's about, we call it ascension. I like to call it descension because it's about integrating the higher self into this current physical form so that we can become spirit in action and all of the shadow work that has to happen in order for that to occur. So um, I have that kind of monthly program where I put out guided meditations every month and um, take everyone through kind of like a group coaching program. Uh, and then I have my book, um, Inflexible Me, which is just kind of like a journey of like my own journey of recognizing my own self-worth and self-love and, and having to basically come to terms with how limited my mind was and how that stopped me from living the life that I wanted to live. Uh, and then of course my podcast, Enlighten Up, which I started almost three years ago. I, we started off with three, then we went to four people. Now we're just down to me, which, cause everyone's just got these crazy lies, but I wanted to keep it going and it's a lot of fun and I love that I get to, I'm sure you guys appreciate it, get to network with like-minded people and, and just meet really cool people that help to expand your mind and it's just, it's been really cool. So doing the podcast just so that I can kind of help people on their path and giving out whatever information I can that I've learned that I've found helpful and, you know, keep us all connected. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree as far as being able to get to network with people that you otherwise would have never really had an opportunity to reach out to and have a meaningful conversation. It's really cool. So it's, it's a very, it's like my favorite part about doing this, really. It is. It was a blessing I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all, yeah. it's all Same. unexpected. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I actually really love how you call it the descension process instead of ascension, which like you, you explained it as like your higher self descending into your physical body. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never really. I love that as well. That. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, ascension kind of has, um, it has this insinuation that maybe we're leaving this place, you know, <laughs> like we're all going to ascend out of here, like to heaven or somewhere else, you know? fifth dimension is a place when actually it's just something that resonates with it's a frequency that you resonate with and you can interact with that frequency if you're if you're there and so um to me it's more about bringing in it's like it, it's that's why we're keep downloading information it's like down you're downloading more of your higher self constantly through this and in order for the higher self to come in you have to get rid of all the heavy layers and that's all our shadow work mm -hmm. yeah and that's that. <laughs> Yeah, that shadow work is, that's what it's all about. That's definitely everybody's biggest obstacle. 
And the, the whole thing is realizing that you even have shadow work to do because that's some people don't realize that, you know, you think it's, everything might be okay. Yeah. It's, it's uh, not something that people like to look at. It's very uncomfortable and we're, we're very much creatures of habit. So we don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to look at the uglier sides of ourselves, uh, the, the things that we're very judgmental of the things we don't want other people to see. And so it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of persistence to, to really go in there and, and, and um, do a lot of shadow hunting, but the rewards, what, like, what is on the other side of all that? Once you start to do that shadow hunting, oh my God, the peace that comes in the, um, the increase in your own intuitive abilities that comes in your deeper connection to yourself. You find your deep, you have deeper connections with your friends, your family, you start attracting people who are more like-minded. And so you start building a much more supportive network. Why? Because you're finally supporting yourself. It just has so many benefits to it, but it's uncomfortable in the beginning and it's scary. So you have to kind of move through that. Yeah. 100%. Very well said. And I loved what you said. I was listening to your, you on uh, Above Duality uh, mm-hmm. with David, and you had mentioned, which I'm sure you've mentioned a lot in the past, but your body was your biggest coach. That's kind of what got you started. And when you said that, it was like an aha moment for me, because I'm like, wow, that's so true. Because anytime I've ever made any progress in my journey is when I stopped and listened to what my body was telling me. And it was just something I kind of just threw through behind and just you forget about it. So it's really, that's a, that's great advice actually. And oh, thanks. It's a good reminder. It is a good reminder. And it's so important because what, what was interesting, you know, the very thing that we always resist is usually the thing we need the most and I resisted connecting with my body so much just because I just thought it was my vehicle here just to, to go and do things like, you know, like I didn't have a, a level of respect for it. I wasn't listening to what its needs were. I just kept demanding, demanding, like it's very athletic growing up. I was always pushing myself, even in my, my, when I was massaging is very physically demanding job. And I just kept taking and taking. And then, you know, one day, like in my early thirties, when I was on that one year sabbatical and I was in, I was doing yoga and meditation in, in Costa Rica. And I just realized, wow, I, I really treating my body like shit. Sorry. I hope I can swear. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. Go for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just totally treating my body with zero respect and, and not even giving it any sort of voice. And I realized that's ultimately how I was, treating myself deep down. And then I started to see how that was reflected in a lot of my relationships and all that kind of stuff. And so when I started to finally listen to my body, I realized it was my greatest teacher and it was the one, and it, the body was the one thing I hated. So isn't it interesting that the very thing I hated became my greatest teacher at Mm -hmm. this time. So, yeah. And your body is talking to you every day. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Seinfeld. I, I can't. I can't help but to reference it. Uh, Kramer says on Seinfeld, "You can't argue with the body, Jerry. That's one argument you can't win." <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's so, true. Yeah, it's it's so true. And 
if you just even when you hold a piece of fruit or a piece of food or whatever it is, your body, if you really pay attention, your body will tell you, is this good for me or is it not? You know, and a lot of times we just have that whole process, that whole that's all turned off. We just mm-hmm. don't even use that ability. We just don't think about the stuff we're putting in our body. But if you no. get into it, you can listen to it. And be like, no, this is not what your body needs. But I'm, and I'm that's hoping- actually what's, what we're all being faced with at this current time with like, you know, the pandemic that's going on is that that is a result. Not tuning into the body and not trusting and listening to ourselves is the very programming that we're all having to undo right now of constantly looking to an authority outside of ourselves as opposed to listening to the authority within. And I'm seeing this so much of like with what's going on with the virus of everyone wants to like make everyone else responsible for their safety and everyone else responsible for their health. And it's like, we have to undo so much programming that has disempowered us to put everything else outside of us as opposed to taking responsibility for our own sovereignty, our own health and well-being. And it's amazing to me how many people are so against that, like wanting to be empowered by themselves. Like I, it's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. How are you guys seeing that? Well, it, you guys are, no, yeah, yeah, it's, I've been noticing the same thing and it's, uh, I understand it because I know (laughs) how I used to be. And, um, you know, the world that we live in is, I mean, people are waking up, it's changing rapidly, but at the same time, it's still overwhelmingly, uh, everyone's giving their power away to outside authorities and no one wants to take responsibility for themselves and, and be a sovereign being. Um, but Luckily, more and more people are, but um, but so many people are still, you know, whatever the authorities say is the truth, and that's it. And then, yeah. like, they don't even—it's not even a thought in their mind that, like, oh, I'm I'm actually the one responsible for me, not anything outside. Well, of me. and Justin Deschamps, we had him on the podcast, and him and Neil Gar recently, and he said something. It's so easy for everyone to worry about what everyone else is doing. You know, we're, that's yeah. that's what we're so worried about. What everyone else is doing, what this person is saying, they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be doing this. But what are you doing? Like, why are we not worried about what we're doing? You know, we're all hypocrites. I don't care who you are or what you say. At one point in our lives, we've all done something that we have have accused other people of doing. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. You know, and maybe you don't rejection. Speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very much there. And, and, and Justin's right. And I love Justin. He's, he's got such a great mind. He's so good at like really putting across very clear and well thought out thoughts. Um, I heard something last week is that um, someone put out a quote, we don't have a global healthcare problem. We have a global self-care problem. And like, that's exactly what it is. Like no one's willing to take care of self or take responsibility. And it's time that we started to shift that programming and, and really um, help one another to see how disempowered we've actually become. Yeah. On, on one of your raw and real mm-hmm. uh, little clips or whatever you want to call them uh which i really love it's really nice to see somebody just uh living in that authenticity and putting it out there but you mentioned that 
something that caught my attention is that one of the part of the program is you don't have to be nice to be liked. And that's a program that you had to conquer. And I really, that's so true because that's, I grew up like that. I always wanted to be liked by everybody and you'd be nice because you want to be liked, but that's, you don't have to be nice to be liked. But then you're being fake. Exactly. 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 You start being fake, but that's like, you don't realize it. It's just autopilot you put yourself into. And yeah, you're and it's about trying. always yeah. worrying about other people's needs and what they feel like versus what it feels like for you. And yeah. there's just this programming of never wanting, never wanting to be in conflict with anyone, you know, never wanting to be the source of someone's discomfort or, or anything like that. And realizing, well, now that I'm a lot wiser and a lot more um, uh, awakened to everything that's kind of going on discomfort is where we grow discomfort is where we learn and so why prevent people from feeling uncomfortable it's not that i'm going out of my way to make someone uncomfortable but if me being me makes someone feel uncomfortable that's a trigger for them to be looking at not for me and like again what you were saying before we just have to constantly be looking at our own stuff and it was really hard you know like really i really realizing how much I compromised who I am to fit what I thought other people needed me to be so that I could be light. And it just doesn't work out very well in the end. And you just feel like you're kind of shriveling up and not really in bloom of like what your soul intended for this life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, yeah. So on point. Uh, So is Obama going to get arrested today? <laughs> Good transition there. That's amazing. Um, well, we can only hope. I don't know what's going on. You know, like, it's so interesting. I try not to focus so much on the arrests because you lose sight of all the minute details that are happening that get you to that point and that kind of is like that's kind of like how we operate in our life you know like we're always looking at the goal the big goal at the end of the thing but what happens in between the start point and that goal is where all the magic is and you know and and there's so many cool things that are happening and when we focus so much on like say the rest happening we're taking ourselves out of the present moment of enjoying all of the other stuff that's happening, like the process of it all. This is being dragged out for a long time, which means there are a lot of people who are not sleeping well for a very long time. There are a lot of people who are very uncomfortable and in a very, um, gosh, state of state of anxiety to to put it mildly and and that in itself is torture that in itself is um karma for the choices that these people have made and so yes it'll be a great day when those arrests happen but I don't know about you guys do you do some of you feel like it might almost be anticlimactic because we've waited so long (laughs) Yeah, I, I actually, I have, I should, yeah, I, it's like, I agree with that. It's once well, it happens, and like, well, that's for the people like, who've been. Think fun. about Flynn. Yeah. Flynn, like, 
we were all like yes and then it just happened and now it's gone and like yeah well that's for the people who've been following it so but i guess if you're not paying attention you might not even know anything's going on either i don't know you're right it is very anticlimactic. i guess when it comes down to it just like the ufo buzz that everyone should have been excited about but we weren't and it just goes back to this vision and this theory that keeps popping up is that this is all one gigantic show and even down to like trump and the press conferences and the people asking the questions and everything about everything that we're seeing it's like it's all stage like the alliance needs us distracted just as much as you know this as much as they need us on their side yeah but you know i feel like something's got to happen before the end of this year i feel like something's going to go down i just don't know who it's really well, anyone's game to guess in that. Yeah, well, with any luck, by the time this airs on Thursday, Obama will be already <laughs> arrested. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, I, think will, I, will, I will be in the comments, like, yeah. popping bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. No, I, yeah. Think, I think a ton's going to happen this year. I think, yeah. It just seems like we're getting we're just getting so much to that point of like how much farther can we keep going with this crazy like you know you see the deep state just on their last legs and trying to prolong this lockdown and trying to tr trying to do this vaccine agenda and everything else yeah. all this insanity and you're just like how much longer are they going to be able to like keep dragging this out you know <laughs> like it just seems like it's going forever Oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna take it for as long as they're they can. I yeah. mean now now they're they're saying um Fauci's like saying, oh, but the children and there's like some like Kawasaki virus or something, like some mystery virus that could yeah. child, like the, the the rarest case. And I'm like, oh now we're what? <laughs> like yeah. it's just right. it's one rabbit being pulled out of the hat after another after another, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just when it seems to be calming down, they have the next one right around the corner. Yeah, uh, yeah. My point. So I, I, I actually had a point to make when I said it was all one big show, and I kind of lost my train of thought. But it just, it's what I, I'm getting the impression that we don't need to be focused on dissecting every single thing that happens, every move that's mm -hmm. made, every news story, every cue drop. Uh, we're not supposed to be dissecting all that. Like that's part of the show. And by us putting our energy into that, we're all losing focus on what we need to be doing, which is working on ourselves and connecting with our neighbors and just whoever. Mm -hmm. And you even mentioned on, uh, I don't remember what I was listening to, but social distancing. Yeah, it does like take us away from each other, but what it, what does it do? It brings you closer to yourself, and then once you work it on, once you work on that, eventually when you come out of this, you're going to project that growth onto other people, therefore drawing people closer to you. Your relationships become uh, more intimate and more real. So there's a whole lesson to be learned. Like that's why I was getting at the whole point. Like this is a show. We really shouldn't be throwing all of our energy into it. No, because um, once we start putting it outside of us, then we've completely lost the, um, the the most the most potent ammunition that we have, which is the transformation within us. 
we're all creators in this reality. We're all projecting into this hologram. So make sure that what you're projecting is of a frequency that resonates and um, kind of fulfills what it is that we're all kind of working towards or want or hopeful of seeing. And, and it kind of just goes back to the whole like hypocrisy thing that we were talking about before. Like we can't constantly be focusing on the outside if we're not willing to look in. Like how can we tell other people like start waking up, start looking at the truth when we're kind of avoiding it. Sometimes we might use this to avoid our own truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And I used to be like, I started following Q from the very first drop and I used to follow it religiously, you know, and in the last, almost the last year, I think, you know, when Q went dark for a while, it kind of helped. I thought was kind of good in a way because it let people take a break and not be so dependent on like Q posting. And now I just kind of go in and I check in and cool and like, you know, fun, you know, whatever. I'm not following it as closely as I was because of the very thing that we're talking about. It's like, eyes on your own paper, stay in control of yourself, which is the only thing you have control of and let everything else just happen as it is. You know, it's kind of a little bit of that divine feminine energy of just surrendering, but at the same time going within. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Like just focus on yourself, focus on like bringing your own truth to light. If you want to see the truth revealed in the outside world, focus on revealing the truths within you that need to come to light. If you want people to see the truth outside of you, you have to see the truth within you, which actually, um, interestingly enough, would you guys want me to share with you some information I received about vision? Um, So in one of my Akashic, I had an Akashic session last week And one of the topics that's come up in my alchemy group uh, was uh, people noticing that their vision starting to go funny, like temporary vision issues. Me personally, I've been seeing a strong deterioration in my eyesight since last fall. Part of it, I know what it's attached to with my own healing journey, but part of it is, is something else. And I was, um, I got a download while I was in the Akashic records that, um, part of us are collectively experiencing these visual disturbances, I guess you could call them, um, because the collective is people are so unwilling to see the truth. Like the cognitive dissonance is so strong that they're literally not willing to see what's right in front of their face, which is in a way like you're blocking your own eyes, right? You're blocking what you can actually see. And so it's manifesting in us in some ways that we're experiencing that through a collective connection. Uh, One of the other things that's also happening that I thought was really cool that I was told through guidance in the Akashic records was that um, the controllers, the dark controllers know how much we're attached to our computer screens that they're sending um, a frequency or some sort of distortion through the screens, knowing like what we're, how much we're attached to that to start fun, like basically screwing with our eyesight. And um, so that's another thing that's kind of like using the matrix against us. Uh, And then the other, there was another thing that's also happening that's contributing to it. And it's that we have to, which kind of makes sense. Um, 
we have to be so mindful of what we're willing to look at. Like, are you watching war movies? Are you watching, like, what kind of content are you watching? Is it actually nutrient um, in surplus for your eyes or is it deficient? And when we think about it from a frequency level, because we're starting to become, when, especially when you start to tune into higher frequencies and you become to, you move through into, you're starting to move through um, expression of more 5D, your eyes are starting to adjust and that other stuff really starts to hurt in ways that it didn't when you were more like asleep. So to everyone out there who's listening, be so mindful of what you're watching, what you're consuming through your eyes. Um, we, we talk about like consume your mind, like what information, it's the same for the eyes, it's the same for the mouth. So um, I thought that was really interesting. I don't know if you guys have heard any of that information before yourself. Oh yeah, and it makes perfect sense because if you think about a kid, when a kid watches a movie that has guns or shooting, What's the first thing they do when the movie's over? They get up with their friends or their brother or sister and they'll grab their toy guns and run around and shoot everything, you know, because they just, they're mimicking what they saw on the screen. Well, that doesn't stop when you were a kid. That, you still carry that, it still carries over into your adulthood. And the same principles are, can be, you know, placed here. Now, what happens to you when you watch an action movie where there's a lot of violence? subconsciously it's doing more than you might realize is yeah and it lowers your um lower your energy um yeah it's sub yeah like you said subconsciously is it's programmed you're always being programmed subconsciously by literally everything you're taking in everything you're watching listening to everything um so it's very very important to be mindful of what you're taking in <laughs> it's really that simple mm -hmm. um and be like is this something i want is this something that's going to be beneficial for me is this something like i want to actually be watching or listening to um how how do i feel when i watch or listen that's the biggest indicator like does this make me feel worse or better yeah and also what was brought up um you just reminded me is the message that came through was for us to stop depending on our eyes to get all of our information um, and mm -hmm. to use the supercomputer within us to access our own supercomputer through our third eye. And that the more we use our third eye, it will soften the actual physical eyes and give them the rest they need. It's not just about closing your eyes and going to sleep. It's about actually turning on your ability to access our own supercomputer, which is something we've always had access to. We've just forgotten through the millennia of being humans um, how to access and we've got to relearn that and so by trying to participate in actually trying to access it and having the eyes closed and allowing the third eye to open more um, that will actually give your eye your physical eyes some rest and heighten your own um, awareness and abilities mm -hmm. yeah absolutely That's, yeah so you mentioned the akashic records the you and you said you were tap you tapped into them I've tapped into my own Akashic records through meditation a few times. Um, sometimes though, when I'm, you know, we all, it's always good to have like a mentor or someone um, who's got more objectivity and not as involved as you to kind of give you a new perspective. So I have someone that I go to, to have my Akashic readings done 
And that's where I was within an Akashic record session with her uh, when this information came through. Um, interestingly enough, some downloads came through me at the time. Um, so that was kind of cool. But um, that, came, that information came through that. But I have access to Akashic records. I've started to learn and play with it. And actually, it was in one of those that I was introduced to my reptilian guide. Oh, nice. That's it was an unbelievable segue because that's what I was going to ask you about now. <laughs> ah, you see, we're all we're already diving. I already got tuned in. <laughs> we are. So yeah, tell tell me about this. I'm, I'm actually very fascinated because this idea that reptilians are all negative, which is ludicrous. It's ridiculous because that's saying humans are all bad, and you know, just because, like, okay, let's say that humans we we showed up on another planet. But let's say the deep state showed up on another planet and, and took over. They would just automatically think all humans are bad because that's all they knew of them. But there might be, you know, this is the same about reptilians. Like there could be a whole planet out there of these positive, loving reptilians just because their deep state came here. And, many know. different types of reptilians. Yeah, exactly. Is, is, yeah. That's what many people don't understand. So I'm getting a message from 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 the my reptilian guide um very very um heart touch that we're talking about this right now uh very happy and just kind of like i see the softening of the heart happening it, this reptilian is very compassionate um and very heart centered and just very very sweet um and i've worked with the this reptilian race like many 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 lifetimes ago i believe even um before human lifetimes so the this reptilian guide is helping me to remember um the truth of how everything the fall of everything and i haven't i'm, I'm just trying i'm just in the last couple of months i've been introduced to this guide so I'm trying to build a stronger connection and understand some of the knowledge and wisdom that I'm that I know he's trying to download into me. And, um, but there was, there are definitely positive reptilians out there, um, that uh, are very heart centered and heart based. And, um, part of the, I, oh, very powerful, actually very, very powerful beings. And this is one of the reasons why, um, there's been such a uh, harsh narrative against reptilians um, to, uh, to bring fear into the hearts of humans from preventing them from connecting with that power source. So it's all about really knowing that, of course, there's no race out there that is completely inherently evil or, or, or inherently pure and good. So it all just comes down to the in individual. And um, so I'm trying to access information and wisdom through this guide um, to to share th to share to anyone really like who will listen. Um, but I'm just start still a little new with it. Yeah. But, yeah. That's the first, actually that's one of the fewer times that I've gotten some some interaction from this guide recently. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's amazing. And. I, I'm glad that you're talking about this. It's something I think about a lot. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with Barbara Lamb. Uh, she's a uh, regression therapist. She, she specifically regresses or hypnotizes abductees. And she wrote a book called Meet the Hybrids. 
And she actually had six of those hybrids. After all these abductees, she realized some of these people are hybrids to the point where they have physical signs, like their bone structure is different. They have organs in different places in their body that, you know, just, or they have this very unique traits and characteristics. Well, one of them uh, was a reptilian and she came forward on stage at one of Barbara's conferences and kind of spoke to the people and, and tried to relay this message and like that we're not all bad, you know, and she was up in, in tears on stage, like just grateful for the opportunity that she is even on this planet being able to talk about her home planet in a positive way and people in the audience accepting it. It was actually a really powerful uh, moment. And ever since that, I've thought about this many times. And it's so interesting to hear, you might be the first person that I've heard say that they have a reptilian guide. So, um, Also, no, I actually have a friend um, who has two reptilian bodyguards, um, um, etheric bodyguards. Uh, and they were basically captured and con they converted to the light. So just remember like this goes, this isn't just a human evolution, you know, this is going across all races and there are a lot of races involved in this um, ascension, descension process, liberation of the planet. Uh, there are a lot of races that have been here involved in this from the beginning times and there's conversions to the light happening across many different races. Mm, yeah, exactly. It's it's so much grander than we can possibly perceive. That's mm -hmm. that's really what it comes down to. Um, yeah, and just yeah, the uh, that lady. Just going back to that that hybrid really quick. She said that how she even came to this planet was that she they kind of received like the universe or wherever they we like Earth kind of let out a distress call at one point and. Like a lot of people were called into action. So she was kind of sent here as a walk-in, like in some kid. And and so she grew up and she was just kind of placed here and she was totally didn't fit in. And she actually had her name changed when she became an adult. She had her name changed on her ID to her name from her home planet. And nice. you know, because you anybody can change her name, which is the craziest thing to me. It, uh but it's just really interesting to hear if Meet the Hybrids is a book and there's all I'll even put the link in here if I can find it. It's an amazing, amazing uh, conference. It's like three hours long, but you get to hear from these hybrids personally and they show pictures of like what they look like in their in their real form, not just their human form. It's really cool. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, definitely. So um, what about? What else do I have here? I kind of wanted to get into something also. It's something that's been coming up uh, recently is just creating abundance in your life and how people have to disconnect this. It has nothing to do with money. And so many people are, I, I see this coming up and people are trying to like make it in life. And they're so worried about the future and making money and, and having this savings and this retirement. But that's that's not that's not it. Creating abundance has nothing to do with money, and I was wondering if you if you could touch on that. Yeah, um, uh, abundance comes down to um, 
it comes down to a couple things. Obviously, it comes down to your own perception of self, your self-worth, your self-value. Um, how were you? It's important to go back into your earlier years as a child to really discover where you were devalued as um, a child, uh, where you were made to feel like you weren't enough. Um, because those are going to be super big keys for you in unlocking your abundance codes. Your abundance codes rest in the sacral chakra area. And this is one of the reasons why also looking into how you interact with um, the sacred union of um, sex. So we're programmed through pornography and, and also very... Um, distorted versions of uh, the union of um, two people coming together in love and physically. And that's been purposely done to lock up our abundance codes. One of the things that I've discovered through my own journey is that I used to have a very distorted um, uh, perception of sex and also value on sex. And when I started to love myself more and really put a lot of time and effort into discovering who I am and more respect into who I am. I started to watch that whole, my whole um, energy with how I relate to sex shift. And the reason I'm talking about sex is because it has to do with the lower chakra centers. Our second chakra is heavily, heavily um, contributing to our, um, to our manifestation abilities. And a lot of trauma happens through sex, whether it's just through the visual stimulation of pornography, whether it's through abuse, whether you're an adult, a child, um, just trauma, like in a relationship that didn't feel good, whatever it was, all of that starts to lock up your abundance code. So going in and really starting to reevaluate your relationship with the intimate intimacy and how you're intimate with yourself, you're intimate with a partner. Um, and then also how does that connect to the sacred divine is really important. Also looking into self-value and self-worth will help you unlock um, how you create abundance in your life, which could be money. That's one energy of it. It could be um, relationships, like having an abundance of great friendships or abundance of um, very supportive family relationships. Maybe you just live in a really um, nurturing home environment. Maybe your health is really good. Like there's so many different ways um, of, of creating abundance and it could come in different forms, but a lot of it has to deal with um, that. I've got a video on it on my channel about unlocking the abundance codes and how the matrix was used to lock them up through sex. So um, that's, kind of my take on on abundance and how important it is for us to really that's why the shadow work so important mm -hmm. you know you really unlock your abundance through going in through a lot of those deeper tra traumatic shadows and it's also about discovering your self-worth and really trying to understand why you're here on this planet what you're what you're supposed to be doing and, and tuning into that uh, will also help as, as, as opposed to just working a regular job, getting paid $10 an hour or whatever, you know, that's not why you came to this planet. So really understanding why you're here and understanding what your self-worth is uh, really can help manifest mm -hmm. that abundance, I think, as well.
Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to have money or wanting to have a really successful job. If that's, if it's coming from a place of happiness and servitude to the betterment of all, there's no reason why you can't have that. Um, but there's the, the blocks are so different, you know, like we've got it. You've really got to go into what's blocking that and understanding that, um, there's something deeper of importance that needs to be discovered before any of that really starts to flow properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And something I noticed that's been kind of uh, coming up too is uh, dreams. You know, we all interpret dreams all the time, but it seems lately, you know, Aaron tells me every morning, he's like, dude, I had a crazy dream last night, but I have no idea. I forgot it all. Never remember. <laughs> Never but, remember. I've been having some really profound, vivid dreams, and and I know there's messages there. And I think that uh, that's something we all should be paying attention to more and more. And it's something that always comes up all the time. Write your dreams down. Pay attention to your dreams. We've heard it forever. But it's always good to have that reminder, I think, uh, because that can really steer. I mean, that can change your whole day. If you wake up and write down your dream and you're thinking about this dream, there might be an immediate message right there. You know what happened? I took in the beginning of April, I felt very strongly guided to take um, two days of um, complete digital detox, right? Like just to basically go dark for two days. And um, it basically, I disconnected from my computer, my phone, TV, like everything. If, If it was coming up on a screen, I did not engage with it at all. I, I turned my phone completely off for two, for two, I, well, I had it on airplane mode just so I could use, listen to my meditation music for my meditations. But other than that, like I didn't interact and I was astonished at how much dream recall I had in the mornings from not being bombarded from all of these different like distractions, mm-hmm. whether they're, whether they're energy distractions, like in a sense of internet frequency distractions or just like people like messaging you. And, and it was, it blew my mind guys. Like I had, I woke up and I started going memory recall, like 10 dreams deep, like remembering it, like it was this everlasting movie. And I, I I'd never had dream recall like that before. And so I think for some of us to, to kind of disconnect and, and when I mean disconnect, I mean like really go dark where it's just you one, it gives you the opportunity to, to really figure out like how deep your connection is to source, but also it helps uncover stuff you've been avoiding by being distracted by all these other stuff. Cause I started like on my first day, I felt like I was in bliss, but on my second day I started to get irritated. And I'm like, why am I so irritated today? Yesterday felt like, like I was on a paradise Island, you know, and And today I just, I'm so irritated with everything, like, and something was trying to come up and it'd been trying to come up, I think for a while, but because I hadn't given myself the opportunity to let it surface and it finally revealed itself to me two days later and I had a big meltdown, which was fine. It was good because I needed to come out, but I was like, oh, wow, that was hidden. Didn't know that. Mm -hmm. But going back to dreams um, the dreams are super important right now, not for you just to write them down and understand them, but because you're doing your mission work through the dream state, you're working in alternate timelines, um, with, through your consciousness. Remember there's no time and space when we're um, using just our consciousness vehicle, you know, the Merkaba, 
um, and you're going into other timelines and cleaning them up and doing the work while you're sleeping. So there is a lot of that kind of kicking into gear as things kick into gear here in this timeline. Um, also, I was told um, that uh, the part of the reason why this is happening as well is because of the social distancing and that people haven't been able to interact with the world in the way they would with their mission work. And so they're give, being given the opportunity to do it through the dream state. And this is one of the ways you bypass the dark controllers of trying to keep us from doing our work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I totally agree with that as far as doing work in the astral and the dream state, you know, we are all working, I think. And I think some, sometimes you wake up and you just feel like you didn't even sleep. You just feel beat. Yeah. Like, I wonder sometimes if that was just because we were so active that night. But I want to go back to you talking about that digital detox a couple of days away from that stuff. I was told, um, I, I see I was seeing this Reiki healer before all this started. Now we can't see anybody yet. But uh, I was getting the message through her that I need to do this detox and step away from all the information because I'm receiving these downloads but I'm not allowing myself any time to process them. And by, by staying distracted and always constantly in all of it. And it was like, it was like, Oh wow. You know, you're right. I'm not like I was on the go constantly had to know everything and uh, be on top of everything. So by taking that time, you're not just, you're not just doing what you said, but you're allowing time for those downloads because what will happen is you'll be asked a question about something and all of a sudden you'll have these answers and you don't even know where the information came from. And that's because you've processed that download and you know more than you realize. You just have to give yourself time to understand that. So um, <laughs> uh, my reptilian guy just came in uh, and was kind of like leaning over the shoulder, um, just kind of like really listening to what you were saying. It's very um, happy to hear like you talking about this because a, a collective message for everyone is a lot of us are getting these downloads, but we're not able to process them. And the, the messages are really trying to come in. Your guides are trying to connect with you and they really want you to receive all of the messages that they're giving. Um, and we need to take some time out to, to do this, to, to, to have the processing. Well, man, I want to meet this guy. <laughs> very active right now. This is so new. Um, but I, he's feeling very comfortable right now just to be here uh, and just really excited that um, we're even talking about it. Yeah. Well, that's validation to me for what I was just saying. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. And somebody who, somebody who's tuning in for this, to this for the first time and never heard of our channel, they're going to be like, what is this girl talking about? <laughs> yeah. These people are no, crazy. Yeah, but, That's yeah. would be the least of my worries of being called at this point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's really awesome. That's so cool that, he's present do you know do you have a name for him or no not yet i haven't received the name i'm gonna work on that wow um, it's more of just like I, I i can feel the frequency right now i'm starting to like pick up on the energy signature mm, that's interesting and what do you actually feel when he's present 
I just keep getting pulled into his heart. The heart is where I just keep getting pulled into. I keep seeing more than anything, like just this radiant, radiant energy coming from the heart chakra. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. That's, that's fascinating, actually. I don't think everybody's at a level where, th where they can just pick up on when their guide is standing right next to them. I know a lot of people are, but that's something, you know, I wish I, I knew that, you know. And sometimes I've had people say, oh, there's something standing behind you right now. I'm like, there is? Like, I, I used to be the exact same way. Um, it's only been in the last, I want to say, year to two years that I'm starting to pick up on it. I'm forcing myself to really listen and pay attention and tune in. And it's a muscle that we have to figure out how to work ourselves because there's no one here to teach it to us. It's, it's a remembrance more than anything. You know, it's not even so much we need to learn it. We just need to remember it. So we need to keep using it over to build the recall. Yeah. Oh, man, I say that all the time about remembrance. Like half of the information I've come across on this journey, I think, is stuff I already knew. It just kind of activated again, which is this is like another great catalyst for an activation period. Like we're all kind of like this is a good chance for all of us to activate ourselves whatever's inside just waiting to be flipped on this is a perfect time to tap into that absolutely yeah. yeah yeah time to tune in everyone can do this everyone can tune into you know just start paying attention to the energies if you hear just even a couple of telepathic um words or phrases like just start listening to them take them like don't dismiss anything you've got to start taking it in it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong in the beginning like there is no right or wrong. You just start letting that stuff come in. Sure. It's the only way. It's the only way to build it. Mm -hmm. So you want to tell us a little, about, a little bit about your uh, podcast and some stuff you have going on right now? Yeah. yeah. So um, the podcast is called Enlighten Up. Um, it's on YouTube, but it's also on like um, iTunes, Spotify. Um, we use the Anchor app, actually. Do you guys use the Anchor app? No. Your... no, I've heard it. I just heard of it recently, actually. Okay, it's so awesome because you can actually like make money on it and it's free. Really? And also what I've tried to like get my, my um, listeners to do, but no one's done yet, is they also have a voicemail button on the Anchor app that people can leave a voicemail message and you can play it on the show, um, which mm -hmm. I thought was kind of cool. So. Um, been basically it's it's on all all areas and i'm kind of coming up to three years this june i can't believe i've been doing it for three years but it kind of just started off as like me and a couple friends wanting to share our journey of like the spiritual journey and all the different things that we come across and really allowing ourselves to go fringe but we originally had a skeptic on the show which helped kind of balance things out you know like that yin and yang and um always still an open-minded skeptic i should say and um, it was good for some laughs every now and then, you know, and then um, we brought in another skeptic and one of the skeptics had to leave to focus on a business venture. And then um, it was just the three of us. And then both Lisa and Brian, my last two co-hosts had to leave because of, um, again, business stuff. And um, so I decided to keep it on because like with you guys, like I just keep, I love I love meeting all these new people and putting out more information because I'm learning just as much as everyone else in the audience is learning. And it's also really, have you guys found this? 
with your podcast that it's empowering your ability to use your voice more and speak your thoughts more clearly than before you started the podcast? Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was, it was so scary. Just starting this thing was scary. Like I was actually sick to my stomach the first time we released our first episode. For both of us. Yeah, because I was, was scary, just, you yeah. know, I didn't even know why. It was just, it was just foreign, uncharted territory. And, but now it's so, I feel so much more relaxed. I still stumble over words and shit, whatever sometimes, but uh, it's all part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's been a great opportunity to strengthen the vocal aspects of throat chakra because I used to be someone who didn't communicate at all. And I mean, my my job when I started off as a massage therapist, I'm, I'm the one listening to everyone talk and I'm just doing my physical work. And so I never actually got to speak a lot. And I was very insecure about conveying what was in my mind verbally. And it never sounded the way as how I had it in my head. And I just thought, oh, wow, I'm just an idiot. You know, I really used to think I was an idiot. And um, of course, you know, going through a lot of self-compassion and then just trying to put myself out there and it started to grow. And so I'm very thankful for the podcast. It's, it's blessed me with a lot of gifts in, in that regard. Um, and that's every Tuesday night now at, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 5, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I release a new episode on Tuesday night on the YouTube channel and in the iTunes. So awesome. it's fun. Yeah, make, nice. everybody make sure you tune into it. So you you can just find it on, what is the name of the actual YouTube channel? Is it? It's, um, I, so I have two channels. I have my podcast, which is called the Enlighten Up Podcast. And then I have my own YouTube channel, which is just my name, Nicole Frolic. So I put a lot more of my personal stuff on there and all my interviews pretty much go on the Enlighten Up Podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely cool. Yeah, and I know what you mean about uh, going back to how you were talking about being insecure about uh, speaking, just you know, speaking your truth, speaking what you know to be true, or just something that you learned. Uh, I was very nervous. The reason I was sick because um, when I would talk about this to my old group of friends, I would they would laugh at me and actually make fun of me, really, and they didn't realize it they were being as hurtful as they were and it really like it was like I thought these people were my friends and here they are like I was like opening up my heart telling guys listen I'm this is something I just discovered and they're like come on man you're smarter than that blah blah so it really put me in a place where I was afraid to talk about it at all so doing this was just like almost like like conquering a fear you know so it's it's really been a transformative journey definitely yeah at some point you just kind of gotta throw all the caution to the wind and let what people say what they want to say and at the end of the day those people their comments say a lot more about who they are than what the comments say about you and um it's 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 part of the journey of i try to look at it as at them as teachers of giving us opportunities to have strong resolve and to face the face the fear anyway and to move through that fear and and to be like frontline people on this mission work that we're doing and 
it's always hard to be some of the first people out of the gate talking about this stuff because of the ridicule. That's just the way the human mind has been trained, you know, to like, you got to be in pack mentality and, and, you know, like you got to be with the majority versus the minority in order to be accepted. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, the more you, okay, this is what the, what, this is what's so beautiful. And I hope anyone who's listening to this, who's having trouble with this, like anchors into this, the more you speak your truth out, the more you get to attract the, pe- the people's ears perk up who actually are into what you're talking about. They're like, Oh, there's one of my people. Oh, there's one of my people. And all of a sudden, like you get like this, you know, everyone starts congregating toward and you have, you have like this whole new like friend group and like social media group following you. And now you've got all this support and they would have never happened had you not spoken your voice and let it out there. So while there are going to be people who hear it and think you're crazy, there's going to be other people who are like, and be like, Oh, another one of me. Thank goodness. I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely what's happened to both of us. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, we came together and like, it's like probably around the time when you were disconnecting from old friends. Yeah. Is where we, yeah, we just, met. And then, yeah. And it's a sacrifice. Like, yeah, for what you give up, that old lifestyle and those old friends and everything, for that sacrifice, for what you give up, like what you get in return is so, so much more much. abundant. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I had, to, I had to quit my last band because I got attacked over my beliefs and things I was into. Oh. Yeah. And uh, like at first, like I, I would talk about like ETs and UFO stuff a little bit once in a while and they would kind of like, they would either make fun of me or, or uh, give their like logical, skeptical, oh, this is what you know ufos are actually this or that whole thing and i was just like oh yeah cool but like you know i thought they were my friends like tyler said like i i thought they were real friends and i i liked being in the band and but i realized it wasn't they weren't actually they weren't really real relationships it was just more of like i was comf- i was just used to being around them and i had fun Great playing in the band and that yeah. was that was the extent of it really there was really no deep connection at all and then when it when I started getting attacked and, and started getting, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of tension <laughs> between yeah. us, I, I realized I, well, at that point, luckily I'd started making friends in this community and people that I actually connected with. And then I was also playing in that band and I was like, I'm not getting anything anymore out of this. Like this is, so I was like, why am I still? And then I, I just had to quit and separate myself entirely. Cause it was just, it was like holding me down. I could like mm-hmm. feel it. It's holding like my vibration down completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, and you mentioned like they're giving you the skeptic answer, which I wanted to go back to. Like you said, you had skeptics on your podcast, which I've given you. Open-minded prop- skeptics. Yeah. I give you props for that because uh, sometimes it can keep you in a lower, it can keep the conversation from going somewhere where it could really blossom into something beautiful. So, it, but it's nice to have that on there to create that balance. I think it is important. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying cut everyone out of your life. <laughs> so no, no, yeah. yeah it's, not- here, here's the thing, though. What was really cool about, like, for instance, Michael, who was the first, my one of my first co-hosts with Lisa, the three of us. Michael was a really good, is a really good, he is a really good friend of mine. And, um, you know, 
we had one day he just came up to visit me here in Denver and we're sitting at the bar and I just started talking about reptilians and all the kind of stuff and he's just like okay (laughs) I'm a little worried and at the same time I'm deeply fascinated you're entertaining the shit out of me (laughs) and he's like you know I don't know if I'm on board with all of it but you're, you're giving me a lot of entertainment and he was so good about not making me feel like an idiot you know like really supportive right. even though he's mm-hmm. like well I don't know about that he was really not into chemtrails and not some other stuff and I was okay like I don't need someone to jump on the bandwagon with my beliefs just know just let me know that I get to be me and support me and then I'll in return support you you don't believe in chemtrails okay I'll support you like that's cool like we don't have to do we don't have to do this like we're we're becoming one belief system because that's how we're friends like that's what we've got to like stop right we've got to we've got to embrace individuality we've got to embrace the fact that we all think differently and you know he was just so great at that and so you know he would come on and he was a total newbie to a lot of this stuff but he was totally open to it and i think some people who were really into this stuff kind of took it the wrong way and thought, oh, this guy is just so uneducated or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm trying to like, there are people out there who maybe want to learn about this stuff, but they're not really sure they could be someone's husband, someone's wife, someone's sister, someone's brother. And they're like needing like a soft entry into this. And they need to know there's someone else like questioning the very same things they're questioning. And that's why it's good to have like a mix of that. And it's important to like, you know, let skepticism be there. It's healthy. We should always be questioning everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Always, always, always. Otherwise, we're not learning. And essentially, like today, Venus goes retrograde in Gemini. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's about us returning to the values of learning like we're a newbie, like learning like we're in like first grade again, you know, and that's what this whole energy is kind of coming in with the Venus retrograde, which I just kind of wanted to drop in there <laughs> well yeah and i loved your video on the uh the may you do you do so you draw cards also and you did the may energies and that was really you talking about how the d- divine masculine is coming forward again that was uh that was really interesting i like that yeah there is a major rise of divine masculine this month that doesn't just mean in the men that means in the women too like all of us have to really bring our divine masculine energies up to the top to meet the divine feminine energies that a lot of us have been working on we need the action we need the clear direction we need the focus we need the structure we need the protective aspect you know like uh, the ability to finally take action on all of the wonderful wisdoms that we've gained through the abstract interactions that we've had and that's what's really needed and right now to complete this phase of um liberation on the planet beautiful 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 yes yeah uh well i guess we can end it on that positive message yeah. we'll go ahead and uh, wrap things up and uh yeah just thank you come for coming on this has been awesome and yeah i mean i think we touched on a lot of really interesting stuff today obviously your reptilian friend thought so <laughs> Uh, thank him for joining as well star of the show (laughs) exactly exactly if anybody out there is watching this actually sees something behind her please comment yes Uh, yeah but you know who knows some people have that ability to see certain things like that yeah that would be cool yeah 
yeah, so anyway, this has been incredible. Um, for everyone listening, Aaron and I will be at Camp Disclosure in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a conference, a disclosure conference, uh, August? No. Yeah. August. Yeah. August 27th through the 31st. We'll be there with the Journey to Truth Experiences Lounge. We're going to be doing some really cool stuff, giving away some cool stuff, just hanging out. Uh, we're going to be playing music, doing all kinds of fun stuff. So we'll have the link below if you want to uh, go uh, get yourself a ticket and come hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. We're definitely looking forward to it. So, well, you guys are awesome. You'd totally be fun to hang out with. And thanks so much for having me on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Mm -hmm. You're amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. And we will see you next week. Bye.